Hello, and welcome back to the Iowa Type Theory Commute. I'm Aaron Stump. This is special uh, emergency run to my office edition. Actually, the great thing is I can record an episode on the way there and one on the way back. How about that? Because uh, I, my wife and I went out last night with a good old Midwestern storm, and I've got a Zoom meeting i got to attend. So I have to go to my office for that, which means uh, it's almost like I'm commuting again instead of quarantined. So... Anyway, sorry I haven't been able to post episodes uh, too much. I just can't really do it when I'm under lockdown. That's why I, I mean, the, the commute idea was so I could use the time, the little time I have while I'm driving to my office. Anyway, so um, we're back in, goodness, I think it's chapter eight, uh, talking about um, termination checking methods for recursive functions. And this is stuff that would be applicable to strong functional programming or to type theory. And actually today I wanted to talk about um, a technique that uh, I think you have to say this is something that would generally not be applicable for strong functional programming because it needs some kind of dependent typing or index typing or something. Um, I think you'd probably have to say it needs dependent typing. And I don't know. I haven't thought about whether you could pull this off with just index typing. But anyway, um, the this is well-founded recursion. Okay, and this is a technique that is used in type theory, used in tools like Coq or Agda, for example, to um, help you write terminating functions where the what's decreasing every as you make recursive calls isn't um, isn't so obviously directly derived, you know, it's not really just based on a structural decrease uh, of your arguments. Um, and uh, a good example of this, a pretty good example of this is division, natural number division. And the way uh, this is done usually for, um, if you're working with just unary natural numbers, so six numbers built from zero and successor, then the typical way of defining division is you do division by iterated subtraction. So if I want to divide x by y, I'm basically trying to see how many times could I subtract y off before I would hit a number that was less than y. Uh, you know, so I have 7 divided by 3. I notice that I can subtract um, 3 from 7 one time, and I get now I got to subtract 7. So how many times can I subtract 3 from 4? I subtract 3 from 4, I have 1. 1 is less than 3, so it's time to stop. So 7 divided by 3 um, is 2 with dropping the remainder. Or you could return it. You know, you could certainly return it. So you could say it's 2 remainder 1. Uh, okay, so the thing that's tricky about um, division, and it, it makes a good test case for whatever termination method you're trying to use, because it is a little tricky, because... You know, as we were sort of walking through this example, seven minus three, you know, we're making recursive calls. Oh my goodness, I'm driving by the skate park and there is no, no social distancing going on. Guys, uh, <laughs> it's a nice day here in Iowa after a really crazy storm last night. Anyway, um, as we subtract, you know, we say seven divided by three and we're subtracting three off from seven repeatedly. Well, notice what we're doing. We're, you could, you know, if we think about this in a recursive terms, we say, all right, I want to divide seven by three. So I first, I 
subtract three off of seven to get four, and then I divide four by three, right? So the key thing from the point of view of terminating recursion is I'm making a recursive call not with something that I get just by pattern matching as a structural piece of um, the input, but I'm making a recursive call with something I derived, I've computed with a function. So subtraction, right? So I take my number x that I'm trying to divide by y, and I first I have to subtract y off from x, and then I'm going to make a recursive call on that result. So that is quite different from structural recursion that we were talking about earlier in chapter 8. So because, you know, if you just look at the code, you can't see, you know, oh, I start off with my, my this for case of division, I started off with x, or sure, let, suppose you've done some pattern match, you say, oh, I've got successor of x, or whatever it is, but still, what I'm going to make a recursive call on is something that's, um, you know, it's computed by removing y successors off of that input. And so that's sort of like an unbounded decrease, which you might think, but that should be good, right? <laughs> unbounded decrease, I mean, the thing was terminating if you just took off one successor. So if you took off a bunch of successors, surely that would be at least as terminating. And yeah, yeah, totally it would be. But it's what's tricky is the usual way of implementing structural, you know, terminating structural recursion is looking to see that you've literally made a recursive call on some pattern variable. And here that's not happened because you've taken a pattern variable, the input variable or pattern variable, you've passed it to this helper function. And the helper function has decomposed and decomposed and decomposed and then returned part of it. Um, you know, it's something that it dug in and found when it's doing the subtraction. And so, you know, it found it by removing a, a bunch of um, successors, Y successors. So, uh, so that's why that doesn't fit the usual scheme of um, uh, structural termination checking. But well-founded recursion is designed, well, I don't know if we should say designed, but it, its intention certainly is to handle, the intention is to handle cases like this. Because the, the, it's not like this function exhibits some really difficult complexity, like some really astronomical complexity that maybe our termination checker doesn't, can't deal with. Not at all. I mean, this thing terminates, you know, right, you know, fast, quite fast. It's only going to make uh, a small number of recursive calls. Um, I mean, a linear number, let's say, of recursive calls. So, uh, so, but the problem is that this helper function is sort of obscuring what's going on. So well-founded recursion, what you do is <clears throat> you basically, it's a trick for making this decrease. You know, here where it's really decreasing, we're decreasing in the less than order on natural numbers. When you make recursive calls, when we go from seven to four in this example, um, we're getting smaller, not in the structural decrease ordering, but in the natural number less than ordering, which is not the same, right? You can get smaller in that ordering um, by a lot more. I mean, getting structurally smaller means, you know, in one step you, you peel off uh, a single successor. But in the less than ordering, you could be peeling off some unbounded number of successors and you still get smaller. Of course you get smaller. It's like, as we said, it's even more rapid decrease than the... Um, the structural termination uh, might be. So uh, so what you do, so with well-founded recursion, like as I said, we're turning a this problem of decreasing along a well-founded ordering. And the less strict less than, well, I guess, sorry how you're saying this, 
it's actually the strict greater than. We're going down the greater than ordering, so we're actually going you know towards zero. Um, but if I wrote the greater than symbol in the you know, I mean, what do you want to think about it as recursing going down less than or going down greater than? Um, I guess you're thinking my argument, my starting argument, and then the argument I make my recursive call on need to be in this relation. Well, that would be the greater than relation. My starting argument needs to be greater than what I make my recursive call on. So anyway, this ordering is, I cannot get small, I cannot go down that ordering uh, forever. I've, I'm going to have to stop at some point. And, um, and so it's a well-founded ordering. And well-founded recursion is a way of taking a recursion pattern that's just going down a well-founded ordering and turning it into a structural decrease. It's actually a really cool idea in that sense. It turns it into a structural decrease. Um, and how it does that is it basically takes in, you have to change your function, and this is, I think, the biggest negative of the method. You need to change your function so it takes in an extra piece of data. And this is the sort of structural decrease fuel that's related to the, the well-founded relation that you want to descend. Um, and Sorry, I'm trying to... Uh, get into parking lot. Yep, here we go. Haven't been in the parking lot for months, so things are still working. It's good. Uh, anyway, so you take in an extra piece of data, which in a sense, um, uh, it, in a sense summarizes all the less than proofs that you might need. Um, it's sort of building this structure that's containing sort of all the... Um, that structurally I can take a step from a number x to any number that's smaller than x in the, my well-founded order, in this case my, my greater than order as I'm going down the ordering. Um, I can take a step to any of those things, uh, to any of those values, and I will still, f and I'll find again a piece of this sort of magical structural termination fuel. You know, so I've got this type, um, like well-founded, and I say well-founded, and it's it's with respect to some ordering. So in this case, like the greater than ordering, again, thinking that I'm heading from left to right, you know, x greater than y, I'm decreasing going from x to y. Uh, and so it takes in, you know, the well-founded uh, type is saying well-founded. I say my an element is well-founded with respect to this type. So it's like x is well-founded with respect to greater than. And what that means is, Dig in as far, you know, as from an interface perspective, it means dig in as far as you want into X using the greater, by decreasing in the greater than ordering, and you can still get another piece of this well-founded greater than um, structural termination fuel. And so every time you're, you make a recursive call to your function, you use this powerful fuel to say, oh, you know, I'm, I'm going to go from X to X minus Y, and I have a proof that x minus y is less than x. Oh, by the way, y needs to be non-zero for that, you to have that proof. <laughs> so, but assuming y is non-zero, then I can go from x to x minus y. And, um, and this magical structural, structural termination fuel, you basically can ask it, you give it any element, like in this case x minus y, together with the proof that that element is smaller in the ordering than the one you started with. So here we have a proof that x 
minus y, so that x is bigger than x minus y, and then you get back a magical piece of fuel again. And what do you use that magical piece of fuel for? I mean, that's a, that's a magical piece of fuel for x minus y. Well, you pass it into the recursive call you're, you want to make. I want to recurse on x minus y. x minus y is not structurally um, smaller than x, because it's not some, you know, I can't just get some, by some, removing some finite number of constructors bounded you know, statically bounded number of constructors, I cannot dig down from x to x minus y. Um, but uh, I do have this ordering relationship, and thus, and so when I make my recursive call on x minus y, I need to give it, the recursive call demands a piece of this structural termination checking fuel, and I give it that. Which And that's the magical power of this fuel, is if you start with a proof that x is well-founded with respect to the greater than relation, then for any smaller value, like x minus y, where you know y is not zero, then you can get again a piece of fuel for that smaller value. And so you can use that fuel to make your recursive call. And this is the basic idea and a basic um, you know, familiar example of using this idea for termination of a function that otherwise is kind of a nuisance to handle. You know, There are ways to get around it, and if you look in the Koch and Agda standard libraries, you will see the naughty, naughty <laughs> I think it's not a good way, but it's done. They basically combine um, subtraction and division into one four-argument function. They can see then see is structurally terminating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's not nice. You might say, but why? Why would they do that? Don't they have this well-founded um, recursion stuff? Yeah, they know it well. Um, but <laughs> uh, perhaps it's a sign that the method isn't uh, so fun to use that it's not used in the standard libraries for those tools. Um, it, it, it adds this extra piece of data that you have to give to the function when you make your recursive call. That piece of data, by the way, is it's not like that can be sort of conveniently erased. I mean, if your language even supports the notion of erasure, uh, it's, um, it's going to be problematic to erase because you actually have to pattern match on it. Um, you have to... Uh, actually, wait, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have to pattern match on that, that piece of data. And so it's not, I don't, not to my knowledge, is it usually that easy to erase things that you're pattern matching on. Um, it could happen. Calk had, actually, Calk is sort of famous for having some, some special cases about this sort of thing. So maybe it could be erased. I don't know. But anyway, it usually, it, at least in Agda, and I've used this technique, it's been my experience, that this is real, a real piece of data that your function actually has to take in and manipulate. And so there's actually a runtime cost associated with that, which is silly. You'd think it's silly because it's, it's just there to show that the compiler, the thing is terminating. You don't actually want to do anything with this, this fuel, but you have, to, you have to. So anyway, so there's some downsides there. But it's, it's worth mentioning because... Um, in languages like Cockrect, this is a pretty powerful method. I mean, any well-founded relation you can you have, you can um, you can use this method to do termination along that ordering. So that's pretty cool. Okay, um, thank you very much for listening. And again, sorry, episodes are you know going to be few on the ground here until things return to some somewhat more normal state. But since I had the chance, I recorded one for you. I hope you're well wherever you are. <laughs>